Happy 2019. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Hourglass Cosmetics, Third Love, and Poshmark. All some great deals and cool-ass companies you're going to want to get involved with. I'll tell you about them later. Uh, I'm excited about 2019. It's only a few days into the new year. Well, I mean, I guess it was, I I was just going to say, it's off to a great start, except for um, uh, someone named, let's see, there was like Sir Benito, I don't even know, I googled it, it might be in Brazil, stole all my money from my uh, checking account today. Uh, so that was a blast, but you know the bank will give it back. But they had some some large transfers that I did not enjoy, and uh, so I guess you know it's not it's it's not a fantastic start, but yeah, those are pro- those are, those problems are easily fixable. You know those aren't the kind of problems that you really should be wallowing in. So I'm not that stressed about it, but it was a tad annoying. What I'm more stressed about is that. Um, I'm dating a Yelp reviewer. I'll let that settle in for you. Now, had he told me this, date one, uh, I may have judged. I may have thought, you know, "Eh, is this, you know, what does that say about a person? Because I don't know one person who has ever written a Yelp review. I legit thought that Yelp reviews were reserved for, you know, someone that works within the company, leaving positive comments about that, or, you know, maybe someone that wants to get the free Wi-Fi and that's, like, required before you can log on to the free Wi-Fi. I didn't know people voluntarily did this. I thought maybe, maybe, like, crabby older women, like a woman named Carol who's the same type of woman that returns a bag of pecans to the grocery store, you know, a grocery store return person that wants to speak to a manager, you know, that type of person. I didn't think, I just didn't, just think like a youngish guy would take the time to leave Yelp reviews. And so I discovered this when we were out to dinner uh, over like a New Year's trip. Well, it was a few days before and afterwards too. And, um, We had, we were in Bend, Oregon, and we went to this, uh, we were early for our dinner reservation, so we went to this bar, and we waited, they took our drink order, but then we waited, like, 20 minutes, and they didn't make the drink, so we were like, we're just gonna leave, like, it's just rude now. All right, cool. I'm, I I think to myself, well, that was really rude, and we told them we were leaving, we're like, yeah, we just didn't, you know, no one, like, helped us after that, and so, whatever. You know, we mentioned it there. That's some feedback you can give one-on-one to the person. Hey, didn't like that. All right, okay, cool. By the way, I doubt this bartender's ever going to read Yelp. So we give it one-on-one. That's how people communicate. They don't go and tattle on someone later. I don't know. But so that's, you know, we handle it there, right? I think, okay, cool. We go to our dinner reservation. We are sitting down at dinner lovely dinner by the way and I look over and it looked like he was on Yelp and I was like what are you doing and he's like oh and I saw him it had one star I was like cool someone's getting a bad review and I was like what are you doing he's like oh I'm leaving a review about that place we were at there was such bad service I was like are you serious right now he's like yeah I was like why why do you care that much he's like well if you leave a lot of Yelp reviews you get invited to their Yelp events I was like oh that's the dorkiest thing I've ever heard uh 
I'm like, what happens at Yelp events? He's like, oh, it's like free food and stuff. I'm like, well, first of all, okay, that's cool. I'll go anywhere for free food. But I'm not going to log a thousand hours online leaving reviews to get invited to one event with other people that write Yelp reviews. Can you imagine the crowd that's there? I wouldn't want to talk to any of those people. First of all, I'd be self-conscious that if our conversation didn't go well, they'd go to the next person and give their review of me. Or maybe even go on my podcast and leave a bad review. I don't know. That, who does this? So that, no, no, it continues. It gets worse. So, all right, we have a really, really good dinner at this place called Zydeco and Ben. It was delicious. Get the trout dip if you eat fish. So good. Um, and so then it's the next day, right? Uh, pretty sure the first thing he did on his phone, he's in bed. And he's on his phone. And I look over. Thank God it's a five-star review. And I said, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I loved the dinner last night. I just got to leave a good review on it. I'm like, you're taking so much time out of your day to maybe potentially get, or your life, potentially to get invited to one free food Yelp event. I just can't believe, I, like, I, I, you know what? You know the type of person that leaves Yelp reviews? Oh, is also the type of person that is the extreme sightseer, which he also is. So, I'm just ragging on him, but it's not mean. This is just whatever. It it was just it was it was the first trip we'd been on and it was an eye-opening experience that we might not be the same type of people. My favorite activities, eating. On vac- that's it, basically on vacation, right? Eating. I want to see the best restaurants. I want to see cool I want to see cool haunted places I like that like historic hotels that involve eating or a glass of wine. I'm but you know what? I'll admit maybe it's cuz I'm not that deep. Maybe this is just because I'm not a very interesting person, but it's who I am. He likes to see monuments on trips. So in Ben and normally I like I love outdoors and I like I love to hike. I love doing that kind of thing, but not when it's 25 degrees and the hike up to the just this viewpoint to see this volcanic crater is solid ice. It was paved, but it was solid solid ice and I was wearing like rain boots that had no traction and so I almost fell about 50 times on the mile long hike up to this viewpoint. Yes, it was beautiful. Would I have chosen to do it in any other circumstance? No. Was I happy I completed it? Yes. This That one's slightly different than the rest of the monument hunts on this trip. But mind you, it's 25 degrees, right? And you kind of just want to get there. I don't need to read every sign about how the magma and the lava, you know, built upon itself and then create a rolling rock down the hill. Like I can Google that online, you know, if I really am that interested. I don't need to read the full huge sign when barely I can barely even stand on the ice. But he stops at every sign. I'm like, whatever, every man for himself. I'm going to keep going. So we completed this. Then we we spent New Year's in Portland and um, in between Bend and Portland is our state capital, Salem. Which, I mean, Salem's fine. I'm not going to rag on it because I'm from a very small, you know, not that exciting town in Oregon, Warrington and Astoria. Um, So whatever, Salem's like a big city for us. But, you know, no one goes to Salem. There's not, it's not a destination place. But for him, it was a destination place because he wanted to see the state capitol. He wanted a tour of the state capitol. Uh, We wanted to self-tour it. He wanted to just go into the, so... 
we it's not much of a detour it's like not even really one maybe added 10 minutes to the trip plus like the 45 minutes we spent in the state capital and the i i sat in the car for the second one i forgot what it was uh, a courthouse yeah that's what it was anyways we had to take a little detour so he could take a photo of the state capital we could go inside see the various rooms i was just praying praying that a volunteer in there wouldn't be like would you like a tour of the whole place and then we'd have to stop and hear every story about every photo or every but that's what I'm working with and it was a hard pill to swallow very pleasant to be around but he's a Yelp reviewer and a monument visitor and sign reader you know, when I was going on a lot of vacations with Stassi and I just recorded her podcast today, we were talking about like when we were going on a lot of vacations together, it consisted of really girly, fun things that we like to do. We would take like two hours to get ready. We would like plan our outfits. I take a lot of photos. We were very into taking photos on the trips, which was great. Um, uh, well, actually he is too, but he's taking photos of like monuments or he's like, let's take a photo in front of this statue. I'm like, I'm never going to look at that photo again because I don't care. Um, but yeah, like Stassi and I, we, and then, and then the day was spent like walking around and seeing things, but not lingering too much. I don't need to linger at the state Capitol, you know, and then having long drawn out, exciting lunches. Like he would have been excited if we grabbed a sandwich and then moved on to the next monument to see, uh, you know, Stassi and I, we, we go try to find fun places for dinner and, uh, we shop. Yeah, maybe we're boring and maybe and vapid and we plan stuff for the photo op. Like we want to have dinner in front of the Eiffel Tower. You know, maybe it's a me problem. I don't know. But that is that's it's something that I discovered on this trip that, you know, I got to I got to I got to I got to take a long, hard look at. Um, no, it was really, really fun. Uh, we did New Year's in Portland. I got to see a lot of Portland, even though I've been there a million times that I had not seen before because we really walked around more of like the Old Town District and um, we went into Old Town Pizza, which is the, uh, I think it's the, one of the most haunted places in Portland. Didn't see a ghost. It was in the middle of the day. Bummer. But um, super fun. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I get to the podcast... I want to thank you guys for always supporting me and listening to my podcast. Uh, you guys were really the highlight of my 2018 and on into my 2019. I really, really love my listeners. You guys are so cool and so supportive. Um, and as always, I so appreciate when you leave five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It just really helps to keep it going. So if you get a second, I would really, really appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review. I also uh, spoke to one of my listeners. She DM'd me, and I guess uh, sometimes it's confusing how the stars work. Just hit the fifth star, and it will be a five-star review. You don't have to tap all of them because then you're rating it bad. And the, Yeah, so just hit the fifth star, and you've got a five-star rating, and then you just write, uh, click underneath, write a review. And, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. And put your um, Instagram handle in there, and uh, I'll share your review on social media or you can tag me too um, when you're listening to the podcast in your Insta story. I always love seeing like where you guys are listening to it. So tag me in it and I'll repost it. And I just love connecting with you guys. So yeah, my uh, Instagram is at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. It reads as Rachel No Brian. And come to some shows. Uh, I'm super excited about my early 2018 shows. 
uh, February 4th and 5th, I will be in Chicago at Zany's Chicago. You can get tickets there or tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com. Then on February 6th, I'm at Zany's in Nashville, Tennessee. So excited. Same thing, Zany's Nashville or rachelobriancomedy.com. February 20th, I'm in Tempe, Arizona with my good friend Jill Kimmel. We're at the Tempe Improv. February 20th, get tickets there or at rachelobriancomedy.com. And finally, coming back to Boston on March 24th at Laugh Boston on March 24th. And then some more local shows. I'm at the Brea Improv. Sorry, I'm going backwards here. On January 16th at 8 p.m. Get tickets at Brea Improv. And I am, I think, at uh, Levity Live in Oxnard on January 30th. Um, Yeah, come see me. I can't wait to meet you guys. Always love hanging with you. And a lot of the shows, the Chicago, Nashville, and Tempe show... Uh, the VIP tickets, oh no, not Chicago, I think just Nashville and Tempe, sorry. VIP tickets include the chance to live podcast on stage and uh, meet and greet and drinks and stuff afterwards. So going to be super fun, excited to meet you guys and hang. Uh, and now to the podcast. I have a very funny lady on. She is the host of a podcast called How Come, super interesting concept. She also is host of a new podcast called We Really Love Island about the, I think it's a British show, Love Island. She explains it on there. Uh, She's a comedian. She tours around. She's uh, based in New York. You can catch her there. And she's also been on the TV show Explained. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, Remy Casimir. Remy Casimir, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I I love love it in your house. You do? I do. It's cozy. It's perfect. Do you like the pork I'm uh, slow cooking? Can you smell it? Is that what that is? Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. I cook like that for myself. I, we went to a luau once. My sister's here. And That's I'm awesome. just sitting with yeah. her. But <laughs> we went to a luau once and I lost my shit because we didn't get to eat like any pork. And that's like the whole point of a w- luau. Is, like, are a you kosher? Roast. No. Oh. They Why just did didn't they serve just didn't it? Serve it? it? What do you mean? It was insane. They like pulled it out of the ground. They had the whole ceremony and everything. And then like you just went to a buffet uh-huh. Where there really wasn't any, they just hoard it for themselves. I think. Did you have to so. pay like a fee for this? Yeah, and then nothing. It was no pork. We went on like a Hawaiian sister moon. Oh, that's we nice. We were really excited. Just you two. Just us two. That's very cute. When it did was you do romantic. this? Like a year or two ago? Two years ago? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I always I can never tell from your Instagram, and I know I've asked you before. Hmm. Do you have a boyfriend or no? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, do. yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, like I do. <laughs> like, I have a boyfriend. I try not to post about it a ton. I think that's what you <laughs> said when I asked you before. Yeah, because, I mean, <clears throat> it was really nice. Like, I, I used to be more, I have a boyfriend when I was starting my podcast. Yeah. Because it's about sex and stuff. And I didn't want people, like, as many of them to, like, contact me and be creepy and shit. And be mm-hmm. like, I bet I could make you come. Ooh, God, I bet you get a lot of that. But I didn't. There, there wasn't a ton because I would always be like, boyfriend, boyfriend, like by the that way, ever boyfriend. deters, guys. Uh, I don't know. I also am, like, kind of an asshole. So mm-hmm. it's not like, 
Like, I have a lot of girlfriends who will, like, lead people on in the DMs just so that they keep that fan keeping liking. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I don't want... Like, I can't handle that. I'm like, yeah. you're bothering me. Like, yeah, you just I took up, like, 15 seconds of a whole day. And now I feel icky and that you're going to come get me at a show or something. Yeah. I don't have a lot of creepy... I have, like, really cool female fans. I feel like I'm really I'm, lucky. Like, my podcast yeah. listeners are the shit. You guys are yeah. the shit. Like, I love responding to them. Yeah. And they always... Like, last night, my... um freaking carbon monoxide alarm and my smoke detector they were somehow linked both were going off for no reason i saw that on your story i felt so bad i was like i'm not gonna ask her to wake up this early no it's fine and i just well i get up early anyways and i just gotten back from a trip i like literally walked into that yeah anyways that sucks the re i was able to figure out how to kind of fix it for my podcast listeners who were dming me on instagram so no, they come That's in handy. Amazing. Yeah, totally. I've gotten a lot of my shows that I binge watch from mm-hmm. podcast listeners. They're like, oh, because I'll always, you know, show what I'm watching. And they're yeah. like, if you like that show, you're going to love this shit. That's great. I think yeah. I need that because I don't watch any TV. It's the, why? I, I know. It's really strange. Maybe you just don't have a lot of time, which is good. Um, I think like, what do you do? You just stare at the ceiling? No, or? I just I work. Okay. I I honestly, I haven't never been able to really answer this question. I, I, Are you like one of those people that you're like, I don't really watch TV, but you watch like a shit ton of Netflix? No, I don't watch. I literally. Nothing. There's probably been a time where I didn't turn my TV on for a month. No joke. That's the most foreign concept to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I do all day. I think that I work or I think about working or I think about what I should be doing that's better. <laughs> the amount of TV I watch is sickening. But like, it probably makes you more like interesting and worldly what i can't have i can't have i can't have small talk at a party about like who's watching bird box and like oh, i've seen the previews ha- you've seen the memes though yeah, that's yeah. it yeah i haven't seen the movie but i've seen yeah. the memes and i can talk I oh can is it a movie i thought it was a series <laughs> oh is it a i know se- nothing i have no idea see yeah no you i can't don't know. make small talk about it either I, yeah no i can't um but I don't know. I, I used to watch so much TV in high school that, like, my friends would be like, oh, I did, like, eight hours of homework last night. And I'd be like, oh, I watched, like, <laughs> nine hours of Flavor of Love. That was a good show, it's actually. It's the best show. What happened to Bridget or Brigitte? Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte, is it, yeah, Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte Nielsen. First of all, she was married to Stallone first. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. yeah. She was a big actress. Yeah. All right. We're going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) I have a plan here for this podcast, and maybe my New Year's resolution should be that I watch more TV so I can be more grounded and worldly. What if that's just, like, ruining your life, though? What if you, like, become, like, a slob and you never leave your bed after this? I No, that's not me. I would probably, like, work out while watching TV. Oh, then that's great. Who knows? I don't know. That's great. Anyways. Okay, so... It's 2019. I personally got a little bit like depressed on January 1st Mm. because every I can't look at everyone's posts about like new year, new me, like 2018 Mm -hmm. came with so many challenges, but I'm going to come into my own in 2019, whatever, (laughs) because I was sitting there thinking like, God, it's so much pressure. I think that New Year's resolutions can breed you to feel depressed because most people fail at them. Yeah. Do you set New Year's resolutions? I, like, anytime there's, like, a fad that everyone's doing, I'm always like, oh, I should do that, too. And I feel like New Year's resolutions, like, are kind of, like, like, that's not a thing. Once a year, you take stock of your life. Yeah. But it is interesting, I think, like, on the first, usually the first thing I do that bothers me, I'm like, oh, that should be a resolution. Okay. Like, if somebody sends me an email and I read it and then I close it immediately, I'm like, this is going to be bad for you later. Okay, maybe this year I should spend like like only a minute 
mm-hmm. between opening an email and answering it. I think that's more of a goal than a resolution, though. Is it? And I think that that's achievable. Yeah. Because that's like, that's yeah. an achievable goal. A lot of people, when I'm thinking New Year's resolutions, it's people that say, I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds every month or something, yeah, or I'm going yeah. to never drink again, or, or I don't know, I'm not going to trying to think uh ever eat a cookie again like what they're normally more mm. extreme or this year i'm gonna meet my husband yeah it's like well, a lot of times you don't have the control over that yeah how many people did you know that got engaged on the first uh i feel like everyone was getting engaged over like in between thanksgiving and the first i had five engagements really on the first yeah five on the first yeah i had two weddings on the first crazy yeah well, I didn't go to them. No, but no, meaning, no. Like, I saw, you them. saw them. No, yeah, I, yeah, people yeah. And I wasn't present at the engagements yeah. either. Nobody was like, <laughs> Remy, get like, over here. We're getting engaged. Always <laughs> <laughs> She's just, just fun to have around the corner. I'm a really good photographer. Yeah. <laughs> I can get your best angle. So do you do you have any news resolutions? I think the email thing. Just the email thing? Yeah. Like my, my Gmail's filling right up. I don't want to pay extra space. I'm going to just respond and delete. Bad yeah. shit. Yeah. What? Is, why is it that you don't like to respond to emails? I don't know. I get like nervous. Really? Like that you th- like you want to craft like the per- se- perfect ex- sentence yeah, back? Yeah. And like sometimes I'll just like write it back and she'll be CC'd on it. And she's like, why didn't you send that to me first? Like you you spelled like four words wrong. Oh, well, then like, that would get in my head, though, too. If like every time you just were footloose and fancy free about it, that someone was like, why didn't you let me approve it? But it's true. Those emails haven't gotten responses. <laughs> <laughs> and so then now every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, I have to tell Charlotte that I just got this email. I'm like, well, I don't want to bother her right now. So I'll just wait until we have a lot of emails what to the, respond yeah, to. What are Charlotte? the nature of these emails? That like, she's not allowed to, to respond to on her own. Like guests or like um, advertisements or. But like. It, it, like no, no, I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just I, I guess I have like a bad way of phrasing. I'm bad at the Internet, too. Mm-hmm. Like I'll post a story that's like, oh, season two is available or whatever. And Charlotte's like. That made no sense. Like, the way that you posted it, like, we couldn't see any of the text. Like, you're just, like, crazy. And then she'll she's just started making stuff instead. She's like, you're confusing everyone. Well, I think being a comic and a podcaster and basically anything in the entertainment industry these days, it's very difficult because you're not only, like, an artist. You have you're to your own business media. manager. Yeah. You have to be on social media. You're your own booker, unless you have someone doing all this for you. Yeah. But you... And you're doing your ads. You're sometimes, I mean, I have a sound guy, but some people edit their own podcast. You're also a sound engineer. Okay. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. I used to, but then I couldn't anymore. Why? I see. I like having control over what I said. Well, I can tell him to take things out, but I didn't know how to edit um, in stereo with the Mm -hmm. two different Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to be good at all those different things. And you think in any given day, there's so many things you can be doing to promote yourself. Yeah. Like, you could spend five hours just promoting yourself on social media. You could spend another five hours emailing guests to be on your show. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and that's why I don't and watch TV. I've solved it. There's <laughs> no one telling you like, okay, good. You've done enough of that today. Or like, these mm-hmm. are how you need to allocate, allocate your time like, yeah. with this, this and this. Like there's also, there's just so much stuff. Like when I was growing up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a comic. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. 
there's so much stuff that exists now that didn't. Didn't then. yeah, you didn't have to do well, I But I it's an also it's an opportunity. Because like wonder, our podcasts though. get us out there and they get it's people true. to know us as people and mm-hmm. now we're all friends and that's amazing. That's not something that that's like true. people had before. But do you think we're expected to do more? Yeah. I think that well, and I also think that there weren't as many people that just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to be a comedian or I'm going to be, a, I think it, because they probably didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to just. Yeah. And they see now on social media and wherever that everyone has a podcast, everyone, everyone's this point, everyone that's an actor and actress in uh, LA has done one comedy set and says they're a comedian. Yeah. And Ugh, so, don't you hate that? You kn- There's this one girl. I, I mean, it I never... helped her write one set. She uh-huh. got up at one open mic and she has actress slash comedian in her bio. You're like, um, can you take that down, please? Yeah. Take that can I down. Can I talk to for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. that. So do you think, though, that it is easier to make it nowadays than it is back then because of... No. I think it's there's possible that it's us. harder. Yeah, yeah, there's more of us for sure. And like, there's just so many different avenues. The thing that I do like about stand-up, though, is that it remains very democratic. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go out and you do jokes, the audience either laughs for the most part or mm-hmm. they don't. Yeah. And you know in real time that you are a funny person or you're not. Yeah. Or Like, or you're doing a good job or you're not. Yeah. Like, on social media, there's all these things that, like, you can look into. Like, okay, she's got, like, 600,000 followers, but, you know, 150 of them or 150,000 are from this thing that's like it doesn't even have to do with the thing that you came to the page for yeah yeah um and then it's like you look at the ratio and it's like well she only gets like 100 likes like she actually doesn't have that much interaction yeah where in a comedy room it's like are people laughing yeah okay cool funny person jerry seinfeld has a quote that he says that comedy is the closest thing to justice and yeah yeah basically what you just said like you know right away I mean, and there's also nights where you can bomb but still be a great comedian. I mean, Tiffany Haddish just bombed. Um, why is that news? I have no idea why. People bomb all the time. I know. And she's still one of the funniest people out there. Yeah. I thought she handled it really cool. Like, she was like, yeah, yeah it's true. I prayed on it, and I, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. But also, sometimes why is that news? I, not that I'm Tiffany Haddish, but sometimes don't you feel like you need a nice, solid bomb to ground you and be like, okay, I need to go back and look at my work and yes. take out some words and, like, restructure my set and, like, not think I'm this cool because I'm not. Totally. Yeah. And not think you can just, like, skate by with, like, not writing new jokes or not going yeah. to. I mean, I didn't go to open mics for a long time because I was doing so many shows, mm-hmm. but not enough. Like three shows a week is not necessarily like, you know, enough. Like I. Yeah. It depends, I think, on the person. And if you have something like sometimes you don't want to work out anything and you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go to a mic and do my old material. How fun is this? Yeah. I used to actually do that when I first started comedy. I would just do the same thing that I would also do at shows. And I'm like, what What am I doing? What is the point? Now I I only do new stuff. Unless you're trying to crush at a mic. Like there are some mics that's like, oh, only like the really good people go there. Yeah, and you want to. You do two minutes and you crush and then it's just to get booked. But like if it's to like exercise, what are you doing? Yeah. Mics are soul crushing. Why would you go if you didn't have something to work out? They're in rooms that are not conducive to comedy. There's patrons in the coffee shop, for example, that Mm -hmm. didn't know there was going to be comedy going on. And then, yeah. And then they just walk right in front of the mic when you're performing to leave. Mm. Yeah. Super awkward. There's also like new open micer men. Not not that like uh, men. Like it's just for some reason guys who some guys who are just starting in comedy. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, yeah, the girls at this mic were actually really funny. 
Mm. And you're like, get out of here. Yeah, totally. We've been here for years already. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the party, weirdo. Oh, you're saying it's new guys that show up to it. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, So back to the whole like where it's like there's no one to tell you, okay, you're done now for the day or Mm -hmm. you did enough. I was uh, I was on January 1st. I was with the guy I was dating. And he's a lawyer. And he was just like, he's always happy. Um, mm-hmm. Like, on weekends and, like, on, you know, we were on vacation when he's not working. Just always smiling, excited about, like, little things. And I was like, why are you so happy? Yeah, and why he's is like, he so well, happy? Why would I not be? I was like, do you not feel anxiety right now about, like, you have to get back to work or you could be doing more or whatever. I was like, I was like, I have to be honest with you all day today. All I've thought about is I'm, I need to be doing more. I need to get back to LA. I have yeah. to record my podcast. I should be going to a mic right now. I should like yeah. my brain spun the entire day. I had to fake a smile and like, Oh yeah, this, this is a monument's cool or whatever. But that's why you're in entertainment the, because yeah. it's never enough. You're never doing enough and you have to keep feeding that beast. And that's yeah. the thing that keeps you going forward. Totally. Like if you were just satisfied, like, you I don't might be think a that lawyer. people in entertainment are ever satisfied. Never. I listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast yeah. and him and I think it was maybe Pete Holmes. I forget. They were talking about that where they're like, I don't think there is an end. There's no end. There is no end. Not and to get dark as fuck, but like, I like dark. when Anthony Bourdain killed himself, I was like, oh my God, I some people him. really just can't be happy. Like mm-hmm. he's done everything cool. He's, the he's co- been he my everywhere hero. you've ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. He's spoken to everyone. He is legitimately the cool, like everyone loves Bourdain. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, nah, I'm out. Maybe because he'd already done everything. Maybe that's what it was. Mm. I don't know. He'd never met me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He was my dream podcast guest. Yeah, but I asked I asked the guy I was dating, I said, well, why do you think that is that you don't have anxiety? You're always happy. He said, and he answered exactly what you said. He said, because I know what I'm going to do every day. Mm-hmm. I have a paycheck that comes in every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's stable. He goes, your life is constantly so like, it's constant trying and it's also and I was like yeah it's right and it's also constant possible rejection constant actual rejection too. <laughs> yeah it's true we literally <laughs> like I said to somebody the other day they were like why do you keep doing this to yourself <laughs> like just like being and I was like because I couldn't live any I like to live at a 10 or a 1 like in ping pong between the two it you would do. be weird if I lived at a 5 I mean why do you think that is I don't know I think I'm just like accustomed to it do you have a fear of being average probably yeah yeah just living it like a five just basic things basic yeah i don't know if i would like that yeah i have a fear of that yeah i, I think that's a lot of comics though is like you'd rather be like dirt poor mm-hmm. than like doing fine than like eighty thousand a year yeah yeah well that yeah. does that You're th- like that does nothing in la boring i'm not in debt yeah <laughs> yeah well, I that book right in front of you that the subtle art of not subtle art of not giving a fuck. I was mm-hmm. reading a little bit of it the other day, and that he, he was explaining that point that so many people are afraid of just being average mm-hmm. that they would almost rather be like a miserable person, and that's kind of their shtick. Yeah, because they just don't want to be bait like normal. Yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily my I thing. I mean, it definitely resonates and makes me feel bad now. Do you <laughs> wait? Do you think that that do you think that that's partially? I think so. Yeah, I don't. I think for I don't think that I have that because I think I that think you I, just want like you want to be like note notable in some yeah. way. It's sad to whether admit, it's but good yeah. or bad. I don't want to. I don't know. No, I think I think I won't be happy until I have 
but then I think that I'll never think that I actually succeeded, even if I. You never will, because yeah. there's always going to be people be- above. Yeah. Every single step, like I'm, I get like these like little like dopamine rushes and mm-hmm. like. You know, when you get like a really cool guest for your podcast or you yeah. get booked on something really sick or whatever. And that lasts for like maybe like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it kind of settles in and you're like, well, this is commonplace now. Yeah, exactly. Next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, yeah, this is what should happen well, every day. This is my life now. That, this is who I've been. That actually is the best way I it, I think I've maybe heard that described that is exactly yeah, how I am it just settles where it's like hmm. I'm excited and then the next day it's like it didn't like I was so excited for example when I'm trying to think the first time I did a show with like Bill Burr or Judd Apatow on the same lineup so now I'm pissed if I'm not now exactly. I'm like doing a bar show this week yeah like fuck you world yeah like what's going how on dare what's happening yeah Oh my God. It's yeah, it's, but I think that I would guess then that that is the type of people that need that are the type of people that are in comedy. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr just told a really good bombing uh, story. Ooh, what is just it? Speaking about bombing. Uh, it was the first time he was at the Boston garden, like opening for Patrice or something. And he oh, bombed geez. really hard, uh-huh. but it was on a podcast that I was listening yeah, to. At the garden though. Oh yeah. And I just, uh, I just love watching those stories from people who are so much more successful than mm-hmm. you. It makes you feel better. Not in a way that it's like, Oh, everyone. I d- I'm, I'm not one of those people that I, I never want people to do bad. I'm yeah. actually very much a like, there's we're room a team. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if I see someone else get something, that means I think like, oh, that means it's possible. This is great. Mm-hmm. But when you see some, we hear someone like Bill Burr talk about bombing in such a huge fashion mm-hmm. and he's now where he is. It's like, OK, that doesn't it doesn't kill you. Yeah. Although it feels like it might that night. My maybe boyfriend. I don't know. Do Ooh. I have a boyfriend? I don't know. You're very, know? very secret. No, but the, one, the first thing he ever said when we were not dating, we were just friends and I had just started stand up. He was like, just don't suck and don't quit. Okay. And I think that's just it. Like, that was just like really good advice, except for you're going to suck occasionally. Try not to suck. Try not like, to suck. Like try your best. And don't quit. And don't what quit. A supportive boyfriend. Yeah, it was. It was just a friend at the time. It was crazy. So, <laughs> how long have you been dating him? Uh, like, oh, like two, almost three years. Maybe? Okay. Oh, so you've been doing comedy that long, Mm-mm. and you've done a lot of cool shit. Yeah, but I've also I started in improv. I was doing improv for a few years before that. I've been mm-hmm. on stage like my whole life, and I feel like that's like a lot of people starting out in comedy like the first three years is just getting your feet wet and like feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. like I kind of was like I'm comfortable and I also have these like Charlotte and I have been writing jokes since we were little younger sisters Mm -hmm. and I still do one of them that I wrote when I was like 16. Are you serious? Yeah. What is it? It's about Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter and how she's like a rapist at a school. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So you knew but you knew when you were younger you wanted to be a comedian but you just didn't start it until later? Yeah. I, I used to watch um, Comedy Central half hours, mm-hmm. um, but I would download them on Kazaa. Do you mm-hmm. remember Kazaa? That like illegal. So. Down- it was like oh, right after maybe, Napster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could get music. You could get like whatever TV. And I would download all of them and memorize them. And I was just like obsessed. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know. I didn't know that like girls could kind of be sta- like we saw some. We saw Ellen. But, but then it was like girls like me. Mm hmm. Like a like a Jewish girl from the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like now there's marvelous now Mrs. There's Maisel. It's a great show. Yeah. I <laughs> love the show. Yeah, the comedy's never that funny on it, which it 
stand-up written into shows is never funny. One of my friends was like, oh my God, I love the stand-up on that show. Really? I was like, wow, interesting, yeah. Interesting, I don't know. I mean, the show's funny in general, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I have another friend who writes for that show, so I was like, yeah, the stand-up is funny. It's great! (laughs) She listens to this, or he. Um, But yeah, but now there's so many girls like us. I mean, I'm not a Jewish girl from... No, but... (laughs) but there used to just be guys talking about jacking off and how poor they are mm-hmm. or how much they hate them with their wives. Yeah. And now like we're just seeing more and more stuff from, mm-hmm. from the fairer sex Yeah, and from intersectional people. And like, there's just so much more material. Yeah. It's so great. Do you think that, um, comics inherently have to be a little bit like dark or depressed in order to be funny? Or do you think that that is a myth? I don't know if they have to be dark or depressed, but definitely like very analytical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but may, but with like yeah, a bit of a pessimistic edge. Yeah. And kind of like wondering like wh- why is everything? Yeah. Like what are we doing here? Totally. And all of it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Do you find it difficult to be a pretty girl in comedy? Mm, sometimes. Um. Just because of my own insecurities that, like, I'll think somebody maybe only wants me on a show because they're attracted to me or something. Oh, really? That was Does that happen to you a lot? No. It was more in the beginning that I wasn't as sure of myself in my jokes that I was like, oh, this person just wants to get to know me more. Mm. Or, like, you did have comics, like, asking you out in the beginning, right? Like... I don't know. I <laughs> no? I honestly haven't had a lot of that. Mm. But I... I was told by a comic uh, I was on the road with, Bill Dawes in Reno. He said... I was just hanging out with Bill Dawes oh, really? the other night. Yeah. He's a nice guy. And he said he said it's because you seem so professional and so serious about it that, like... Yeah. It, it, he said he doesn't seem like That's you're great. there to, like, party or whatever. Yeah. I've been doing more handshakes instead of hugs. Like, okay. handshakes are my, like, new thing. That's good. You think that... Well, guys are so stupid that probably a hug is like, ooh, she could be into me. Yeah. And, like, I never want to give somebody that impression because most of the time I'm not. Yeah, I'm totally. Really not. Do you um, dress up when you go on stage or do you try I to dress down? I cannot yeah. dress up on stage. Okay. I've literally... I got off stage one time and I had been wearing red lipstick and, like, kind of short dress. Mm-hmm. And I bombed. And I came off stage and I was like, oh, I look too pretty. I don't know, <laughs> but well, I don't. I don't think I actually. I, it was just the material I was doing didn't really sync up with the person that you were seeing in front of you. Yeah, I can't be like, "Hey, I'm a lazy fucking loser stoner." Yeah, and look really quaffed and good. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Speaking of being quaffed, I like to look nice, uh, whether it be doing stand up or I don't necessarily dress up, but I always like to have my makeup done good. And I found the most luxurious brand of makeup, specifically their mascara. Hourglass's Caution Extreme Lash Mascara is groundbreaking. It literally makes my eyelashes look twice the length. I need that. No joke. It looks like I'm wearing false eyelashes. Mm. It's amazing. I'm wearing them now. Do you like it? See that? I could fuck with on stage. Yeah. The lipstick, no. But Yeah, that's too hard because your mouth's moving. Yeah. But with this mascara, it's almost like a lash lift in a bottle. And I actually have had a lash lift before. And this is way better. Way more extreme. Way more glamorous. Caution Mascara is a game changer. And it's no wonder Allure Magazine called Caution, like I said, a lash lift in a tube. It embodies everything I love about the Hourglass brand. A 100% cruelty-free vegan formula that really works all wrapped up in beautiful, innovative 
packaging. And I have offered for my listeners, discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash be here and use promo code be here to get free shipping with your purchase of a full size caution mascara. That's hourglasscosmetics.com slash be here and enter promo code be here. It is a game changer. I am going to use it. I do sort of feel you on the being too dressed up. One thing specifically is I think wearing dresses or shorts on stage are highly distracting. Yeah. Like, I'm a girl, and if another girl is wearing a dress on stage, all I'm looking at is her legs. Like, yeah. And that's not, like, me being, like, sexist about it or whatever or just it's, like, it's just sort of, like, distracting. It's, like, it's just, it's too much skin. I Our think too much culture, skin is a bad we've idea. taught us to look at bodies. So when they're in front of us, we look, look at them, them sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm not listening to the comedy. I still am. But it, it just changes it a little bit. Yeah. I do hate, though, that female comics feel like they need to always just be, like, hmm, like slouchy and whatever. Yeah. I've tried to scale back on that a little bit because I do want to look professional. Mm-hmm. But I also, I don't know. I just want to show none of my body. Yeah. I'd love to have like a cloak that like comes up to my neck yeah. and goes in like a triangle. A nun outfit. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you feel. <laughs> um, I I have found though when I am too, too dolled up, I just think that people, part of comedy is people feeling sorry for you a little bit and yeah. you being relatable. Yeah. And I feel like when my clothes are too nice or everything's mm-hmm. like done too nicely, I think people are just kind of like, we don't mm. believe you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I've tried in the past, I used to be fat when I was a kid and I've tried to tell jokes about that. You on were probably so cute. Uh, no, I wasn't. Cause it was like junior high when I was just like fat, fat. Oh, I bet it was cute though. No, you don't see it because you were you, but Ooh, Ooh, no, no, no. And, 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 <laughs> no. And there was, I had so much confidence. I would wear like really tight clothing but that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's looking back, I wish someone would have told me. It's because my parents just told me I was beautiful all the time. So I was like, I am gorgeous. But that's gorgeous. unreal. Like, I literally, I am I have the most, like, body dysmorphia ever. And oh, I know that because people tell me that. They're like, you're crazy. You're I know seeing I have friends that, like, like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I feel, like, unpresentable sometimes. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't believe people have to be, like, in the room with me right now that sucks for them so that is a really sucky thing it's a really sucky thing to feel whereas our grandmother who i live with Mm -hmm. she always says oh well when i was younger i would look in the mirror and i'd see a size six which Uh was very small because she's actually like a 13 or something like that (laughs) and and that's confidence i like that but that's confidence and that's like she just like thought she was the fucking best and like i'll always look at these women who i'm like okay i know that you're objectively you know less perfect than a quote you know than Mm -hmm. i am but you're fucking nailing your outfit and you're confident and Mm -hmm. like i would love that it's a great feeling i i don't all i i had more confidence then than i do now Mm. but it is a feeling at least now that I'm like, it's not that bad. Mm. It's probably not going to get much better. I'm not going to commit to like an intense, intense exercise routine. I'm not ever going to be like always carb free or something. How did, did you just, did you diet or like it was just when like I lost weight? growing? Yeah. Um. Well, I realized I don't need to eat nachos and uh, cookie dough after school. That was a good thing to start. Okay. I finally looked at a magazine and I was like, oh, oh, oh people look like that. That might be fun. 
Um, that's so interesting that like you, because I, I feel like the rest of us were like hounded with magazines forever. I'm from a really small town, and all I really cared about was having fun with and being goofy and laughing. Like I was, I was a really funny kid. That sounds and amazing, just weird and, and goofy. But and like, it feels like you feel gypped by that awesome experience. No, I, I feel <laughs> I hate looking at photos where I'm like, whoo, why did no one bring that up? But you were so happy. Oh, I was ha- happy as that's hell. So sick. Maybe that's what the, the girls that walk around with a lot of confidence who aren't necessarily really small. They just really don't small, know. They're really happy. Yeah, they're my, really uh, happy. My sister said something really funny to my mom the other day because everyone in my family likes to eat a lot. And I guess my sister said to my mom that um, she wanted to start a podcast. It was just a joke with her and her friend um, that uh, think that they have such pretty faces that they can get away with being chubby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're so happy about it. They just want to talk about that all the time. Like she said, she goes, I have such a pretty face. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the way to live. Yeah. Honestly. And she, I mean, Taya, I could, <laughs> gets hit on by everyone, my sister. Like, really? It's, it's confidence. Yeah, it it's, is. Um, when we paused for a second, your sister was saying that she thinks that, um, and this is the dragging Remy through the mud section of the podcast. Yeah, sick. That um, the reason why you don't respond to emails. It's because I fear rejection. Yeah. It's true. Which is very strange now that I'm thinking about the fact that, like, I go on stage every night and, like, welcome rejection. Yeah. Um, so w- maybe you don't as much. Maybe you could apply that to your email returning. I just have to. Ah, I don't know. I feel like I downplay the stuff that I'm doing. Uh-huh. Like, especially when I reach out to people because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I kind of forget in that moment that the podcast is legitimately cool. And mm-hmm. I just kind of focus on how cool that person is mm-hmm. and then I, i'm like oh they probably think i'm a loser i don't know and i then think it, everyone's flattered <laughs> to be asked to do anything i don't know charlotte got this one email once we reached out and they said thanks we're gonna pass uh, whatever remember that I was t- people pass yeah. all the time it's yeah yeah i do i take it personally well and i let me flip it on its head a little bit you don't respond to a lot of emails, right? How do you know that? You, because you admitted to it. Oh, right, right. Um, <laughs> so because you fear rejection or you're busy or whatever, yeah. maybe other people are also like that. That's true. Yeah, no, I have to be more um, cognizant that there are other people that are like me. Yeah, and that I'm not just like this like alone person on an island. Yeah, yeah. A uh, Barry Katz told this cool story once. He's a comedy manager. Uh, and he, he like, had managed everyone back in the day. I don't think he does it as much anymore. But he told a story once where he was managing this uh, big comic who uh, had a showcase of sorts. And he didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. And he was felt horrible about it. And so he's calling Barry all the next day, like, da 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 Like, they're never, like, they think I'm terrible. They, they're never, I'm never going to get signed. I'm horrible, all this stuff. Yeah. And Barry said to him, um... What uh, what did you think about mostly today? He's like, well, me, and then I bombed. He goes, what do you think they think about all day? He's like, themselves. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're probably not even really thinking about it. Yeah, I once did this like weird short for a college. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a soap opera class. Yeah, and one of the other kids who was in it, um, at the end of the day, we we're having some like life conversation. He goes, what you got to remember is that everybody is human and everybody hates themselves. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, I need to check in sometimes and be like, the person 
receiving this email might be as stressed as yeah exactly as I am yeah but it's probably what drives you to succeed the 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 feeling of like not wanting approval maybe yeah or are you just avoiding rejection I don't know man we'll see the on stage part is probably the on stage parts really I think is just I don't know. I feel like like my material has gotten kind which sounds this sounds stupid, but I feel like the material is further from me mm-hmm. than podcast me because the material I've been doing for a while, some mm-hmm. of those jokes um, and I'm not even that person anymore. Like they're jokes at this point. Got it. Versus like Remy doing the podcast about how she couldn't come for 28 years is like, oh, you're rejecting this very important part of like my actual like life life Mm -hmm. um and also you don't think female orgasms are important if you don't respond (laughs) no that actually that's a very good point because you're really putting yourself out there yeah and for someone that fears rejection that's a lot you the topic of your podcast (laughs) it couldn't be more personal yeah so explain what your podcast is about okay so how come started um because i was 28 i had never had an orgasm before not with a person, not alone, never, ever, ever. And Charlotte and I, my sister who is here right now, were talking and she said something about how like it was hard for her to do it with people, but like she could do it alone. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never had an orgasm and you're like four years younger than me. Like I'm supposed to be better at everything than you. Yeah. And <laughs> um, But I was just like, okay, I need to kind of get to work because this is probably an important part of my life that I'm missing out on Mm -hmm. and we I kind of had I had the idea that I wanted to do a podcast because I was like it'll hold me accountable Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that I had spoken to Charlotte included had called me a lazy masturbator and were like you really aren't dedicating time (laughs) and I was like well fuck you what does that even mean how much time do you have to dedicate sometimes you have to dedicate like 30 minutes okay um not me now that I have this proven method but like yeah it takes a while for some people and like you just have to like buckle down and train mm-hmm. like at, at different points I was I had heard like oh yeah it's like such a strange concept to think about it in terms of like yeah you had to put like it's almost like starting a workout routine yeah but it's like like I think one of us said it on the first episode of the podcast that we were like it's like trying to run a marathon and never training mm-hmm. before like that's not gonna happen yeah guys have been training forever like yeah since they were like born and everybody encourages it Mm -hmm. it's not like a weird thing um so yeah that's why they can do it easier just because they've had longer training sessions so would you have people on your podcast to um would they try to teach you how yeah so everybody comes on and they have to tell their first time coming story and then before I had like yeah spoiler alert I've I've had an orgasm but before mm-hmm. that they would tell me an assignment that I had to do for the next week to hopefully make it happen okay so a lot of people who haven't had orgasms either or they have they just want to do it in a new way have been following those assignments and like having orgasms and it's uh-huh. been pretty cool that oh, that's really cool yeah so you're helping your listeners as well yeah the fi- finale episode of season one was called congratulations and we just spoke to like uh, listeners from around the world who had had their first orgasms this year because of the podcast. 
What um what do your parents think of your podcast? They think it's great. They do really. Yeah, because they're both medical professionals. Oh, cool. And a lot of like what we do, like Charlotte does the research, and we have like scientific stats that like like it's a body, it's a working organism, mm-hmm. and like a lot of the issue. Like I came in the first six episodes, mm-hmm. so now the podcast isn't so much about like oh why is Remy not coming? It's why is this such a s- taboo subject? Why yeah. is it harder for women to get there? How come it took this long if it's actually not that difficult? I'm wondering if because you got so comfortable talking about it, then you were more comfortable. 100%. Yeah. Like, and I've said this before, one of my friends owned the toy that ended up doing it for me. And mm-hmm. she just, we we wouldn't talk about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't done. Yeah. Or whatever. So that's like kind of what we're trying to change now. Yeah. And make vagina owners more comfortable with yeah. themselves have you been able to orgasm with your boyfriend yep whoa everything's changed yeah perhaps because also with it yourself takes, now yeah but also it takes out like i used to think oh i've been doing everything physically mm-hmm. it must be a mental block like i must want to hook up with kids mm-hmm. like <laughs> like <laughs> like it's probably something really bad yeah um and then the second it happened i was like Oh, it's not my head. Because a lot of people will tell you, oh, it's in your head, it's in your head. And then every time you're trying to hook up with somebody, you're just thinking, I can't do this. I've never done this. It's never going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. never going to. That is a literal blockade to any sort of orgasm. Mm -hmm. So now that that's been lifted, it's like just much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important to be comfortable with your body. And it's really hard to find bras that are comfortable, which is why I honestly didn't wear them very often for a long time and I'm Mm -hmm. someone that needs to wear a bra but I just elected that I wanted to be comfortable but that was until I found third love bras they are incredible because they actually use millions of women's real measurements and this is the coolest part they design bras with breast size and shape in mind which I thought was mind-blowing yeah yeah you actually have to take the breast shape into account to find the perfect fitting bra we were comparing our breast shape today yeah you yeah. got to try third love bras. I will. Honestly, you probably didn't even know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good felt fit. Third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. And they have cups from A through H and bands up to 48. 50% of women often fall in between standard cup sizes too. So even cooler, third love invented half cup sizing. And honestly, they are hands down the most comfortable bras you will ever wear. And they also happen to have the cutest lace underwear. I'm very into them. And they have tagless labels. There's no itching. Straps don't slip. Mm. And they have ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. And if you don't like it, they make their returns and exchanges free and easy. But I guarantee you're going to feel so comfortable and confident that you will not want to wear any other bra. And I have an offer for my listeners. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash be here now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash be here for 15% off today. Sick. Yeah. That sounds cool. Memory foam cups. Yeah, it's it really is cool because I, the breast shape thing I didn't even take into consideration, but I think that's super important. Yeah, apparently mine are lower than Charlotte's, oh. but not in a saggy way. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had boobs. Well, I was a fat kid I've for had a long boobs. time, so uh, <laughs> mine are a little saggy, but whatever. Nice. Whatever. Yeah. Some people are into it. Anyways, um, clearly I've always been a little too confident. 
Uh, That's so great, though. Well, I just think, why does it matter? I don't and know when also, it flipped for me, though, because I used to be really into myself, too. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not super into myself. It's more, it's perhaps a self-preservation thing. Yeah. It's like, why would I want to feel like shit about myself? I feel like shit about myself enough when it comes to, like, not feeling like I've accomplished enough. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to add on the extra layer that I think I'm ugly or something? I don't want to. I just <laughs> do. <laughs> I'm not like, ooh, let's make Remy feel bad today. Although maybe I, I do, maybe I'm like my own momager mm-hmm. in that I'm like, you need to be more perfect because then Hollywood will never have you. I don't know if that applies to comedy though. I think that's mm. maybe why I got into comedy because I was like, I don't really want to have to strive for physical that's perfection. That's true. Yeah. I want to go into something where I could technically gain a hundred pounds and still be doing comedy podcasting is wonderful that's also great (laughs) (laughs) there's so many great things to it i keep trying to get my grandmother to do an episode of my podcast and she's like i look terrible i'm like that's the point yeah that doesn't matter we're not filming (laughs) yeah did you um did you have a totally different totally random segue Mm. totally different career path that you wanted to do before you got into this because oh my god what did you go to college for and different i've had such a checkered career I, um, sorted career history. Yeah. I worked. So I've been like working and interning since I was like 14 because mm-hmm. I've always like just wanted to be doing something. Um, I've worked in startups. I worked at rentherunway.com like as an intern when they first started. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a hedge fund for a little bit Ooh. as an intern. Could have been really rich. R- well, yeah, but unhappy. I, you yeah. know, like I've grown up with enough people who have so much money and have mm-hmm. never had like an enjoyable day in their life that I'm like, mm, what's Oh cool? yeah. You know, like yeah, entertainment a lot of people do it for money, but I mostly just want to hang out with like the coolest, funnest, smartest people yeah. and have like a great day. Um, but I went to school for art and architectural history. Oh, wow. I wanted to work at Sotheby's. I was literally talking to a guy who was going to help me get in and then he killed himself. So I was like, art history, not for me. I know. Was that an omen? Yeah. I think that was a little omen. Was it, Um, you were dating him? No, no. He was, he was just just like helping helping me. Yeah. You know, he was gay. Um, Mm -hmm. wouldn't date me. Um, God damn it. And then you want to hear something weird is the way that I got into, comedy Mm -hmm. like after knowing that I had wanted to do it but kind of putting it like that's not going to be a thing like that's not a thing that we do um I invented this like little fashion accessory it's like an expandable belt loop Uh so if you have a floppy belt you can tuck it in and stuff and I was going to launch it on kickstarter and I was like I can and you do like a commercial for kickstarter I was like I could either like pay an actress or like if this is going to be an ongoing thing I might as well like be the spokesperson yeah so I took some improv classes and then I just joined like an improv team because I like loved it. Uh-huh. And then like the company did like fine enough. But at that point. it's really cool. Yeah. I was like really. What was it called? Stu- it was or called The Tuck. It's uh-huh. still online. You can go do the tuck.com. You're still selling them? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's so funny. Who ships I'll them get, to people? I do. I'll get like an order like once a month sometimes and like I'll have to send them out. But that is hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you order and it doesn't work, just like DM me and I'll send it to you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I started doing that and, um, it was kind of like the first time anybody had given me permission telling me I was funny. Cause I had sent it to so many people being like, Hey, support this Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the product's good, but like the video is hilarious. Like you're good on camera. And like, did you write that? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, you're good. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like this, like little, okay. From people that knew me growing up that were like, yeah, you could do this. And yeah. I was like, okay. Because before that, I was like, 
how could I have the audacity to like get on stage and like, why would people want to listen to me? But mm-hmm. like, I think it's because everyone has different perspectives. I'm like, why yeah. not? Well, and I think, t- I think too, like you don't, like you said earlier, you don't really know it's a thing that you can do yeah. or really how to navigate it. Yeah. It's not something that's ever taught. And if you had parents that were in the medical field, they were I'm not sure in you entertainment college, at all. Then yeah. work, then yeah. whatever. Um, so do you find improv or stand up to be harder? Mm. Since you started in improv. The thing about improv that really sucks is that most of the time you're on like a massive team mm-hmm. or something. So if like you were to text me and be like, Remy, I want the Snatch Menagerie to perform. That was my team name. I want the Snatch Menagerie to perform at this show. I'd have to message 12 other people and be like, hey, can you guys do this? It's like being in a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus stand up. I can be like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. And like you can get on stage and you know afterwards if you did a good job or not. Mm-hmm. With improv, it's like, well, did that suck because I sucked or it sucked because the team sucks or yeah. was it good because the team sucked? Like mm-hmm. that is I don't like anything where I can't really gauge it. And there's no plan in place for improv. And there's no plan in place. You I have like to really that with stand up. There's people. a plan. Yeah. And you can write it beforehand. I mean, yeah. I did the whole Second City track and finished and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I found improv to be so much harder and so much more frustrating and less rewarding yeah i just didn't like it as much honestly nobody likes improv as much as the people who are on stage yeah like they're having like (laughs) the best it's not that fun to watch unless it's really good improv yeah but even mediocre improv is kind of hard to watch it's really hard and i think for that reason like it should be a private thing Mm -hmm. like you do improv like i want to do like a writing group with like a bunch of women or whatever Mm -hmm. and like we do improv maybe once a week and mm-hmm. it's just to get like inspiration for the s- sketches that you're going to write. But yeah. like, I don't, I like, I, I think the people who are good at it, amazing. I've yeah. never seen like s- that shit's unreal when mm-hmm. it's good. Really but for talented. the most part, it is very difficult. To yeah. What's your ultimate career goal? Or if there's a person that you could say, like, I would love to have that career mm. in entertainment, who or what would it be? I like John Krasinski's career a lot because mm-hmm. like he's done sitcom and he's like directed and he's got family and he mm-hmm. seems likable. Yeah. That's a good but, one. But John Krasinski, w- if he had like an SNL track, mm-hmm. like I love sketch. I love characters. I love voices. I love all that shit. And like I love um, like I grew up in New York watching SNL every Saturday yeah. and seeing those characters then turn into they have their own movies and stuff and Mm -hmm. then those people like grow to like make their own movies and then they put their friends in that stuff like that's all i want to do the comedy dream yeah snl was like my ultimate yeah i wanted to be chris farley and david spade if if that was at all possible that was my ultimate dream um not anymore um i think i'm more of a stand-up honestly yeah i i would love to do that and um but i i just feel like my gut says that I will be more of a stand-up, probably. Yeah. Or, yeah. I just, yeah. I think, I mean, I did, like I said, I did a little Second City thing, and I didn't put as much effort into that as I do stand-up. Mm-hmm. I put way more effort, so most likely that's going to work out. Yeah. And I feel like rarely just straight stand-ups get on SNL and last that long. It's right, mostly right, right. people that are really big into improv. Yeah. Um, usually, yeah, usually the, a lot of the stand-ups like, only last like one season. Yeah, or they have like a weekend update yeah. segment. Yeah, totally. Totally. 
So you'd say John Krasinski's career. So you want to yeah. be actor, writer, yeah. comedian. I want to have my hand in a lot of pots. Yeah. And I, I just love creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like even like I want to open like a bar. Like that I have was random. I know. But I like, it. like I have. I'd like love to w- open a restaurant. I love to cook. Yeah, I have like a. It's a specific thing. What's the bar? Okay, you guys can't. No, I can't say it. Yeah, because you don't want someone to steal it. You can't steal this idea. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna steal it, but maybe no, my no, listeners no. The would. listeners would. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I mean, I like you, you can guys. Tell me off the I like you guys, but I don't trust you yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. What is your biggest career high to date, and your biggest career? low Mm. okay so my low I would have to say is a friendship that dissolved based on working together okay I really hate when that happens yeah that sucks um was it the friend I did your guys show in New York no (laughs) I love her she's (laughs) the best guessing she actually one of them lives out here now oh really yeah I should link you guys up yeah absolutely um, yeah no those girls are the best um Somebody, no, we just had a misunderstanding about what we were supposed to do together. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, we need to not do this together for the sake of our friendship. And then they, yeah, just kind of fizzled. And then you guys never, and I've apologized a few times and she just doesn't want to reconcile with me. Oh, that sucks. I know. Yeah, that's a bummer. It sucks just because also I'm like, oh, from a friend, like, it sucks to lose a friend and it also sucks when it's somebody who's in your industry because then you see them all the time and you're reminded mm-hmm. like, oh, I was a shitty person at one point. And yeah. Like, I can't really take it back. Oh, so you think it was more of a you? No, problem? I think we were both really like, but I don't know. I'll, I'm always like down to blame myself. Why not? Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, a um, loss of a friendship can feel like a breakup sometimes. It, it, like really, I hate it. especially because you honestly, a lot of times, spend more time with your friends than you do the person you're dating. Yeah. So then, when you a friendship ends, you're like, what? And oh, you're not trying to be like sexy in front of them or attractive, so they yeah. know like your deepest, darkest weirdnesses. Mm-hmm. Like they know how like compulsive you are with like your Instagram or like that. That like you can tell if someone's not watching your stories. Like, yeah. And then like they have that knowledge when you break up, and mm-hmm. you're like, no, you know how I'm operating. You can tell everyone this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Um. But my high was definitely um. The podcast was featured on Explained on Netflix. That's and so cool. It what is that show? It is a show w- um, by Vox um, where every episode is like 20 minutes and they explain something documentary style mm-hmm. that exists in the world um, that like everybody knows about but like doesn't really understand. And they just like deep dive into these issues. So one of them was like K-pop. One of them is like... Um, the racial wealth gap one of them's like the stock market mm-hmm. one of them was li- literally just music how did music come to be and then this one was the female orgasm that i was featured on i feel like this is going to become such your brand that you're going to get a show <laughs> like you're going to or you're going to start just popping up as a sex expert on well, like we've already, talking heads type thing yeah we've been written at uh, like hercampus.com did an article on me and mm-hmm. charlotte and it was like sex experts remy and charlotte and her ex-boyfriend like <laughs> said to me at a party recently he's like so I hear Charlotte's a sex expert, and I'm like, yeah, yeah you should she know. Is. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been interesting because um, people will ask me advice a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been working with this toy for a while. I, do you have any tips? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sometimes I do, and then sometimes I really don't. Like, you have to remember, I just started this because I had never had an orgasm. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying my best too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Has your life changed for the better since you've discovered how to have an orgasm? 100%. Really? 100%. Do you feel like a different person? So much more willing to be on this planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. It's like, a great thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I can't believe no one had insisted this upon me. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're a really angry kid. Like, you need to jack off. Like, wouldn't that have been nice if any of my therapists as, like, a young adolescent, instead of being like, oh, you have ADD, it's like, just masturbate a little bit. (laughs) You'll be fine. You feel legitimately happier. I'm sure. 100%. Because it was probably, like, a frustrating thing hanging over your head. It probably made you feel different. Besides that, though, is I think a lot of women grow up thinking that guys are the sexy ones mm-hmm. like they're the ones that get boners they're the ones that know how to do sex they're the ones oh that you're are saying in terms of like not, that not like hot no they're oh, like it was like sexual not yeah, sexy yeah, yeah. um and women don't really like sex they're not they're only doing it like have you ever heard that phrase like guys have relationships for sex and girls have sex for relationships oh no but it makes sense but that's but it's not even true yeah and so i feel like i was told like oh your life is like you have to seek out this perfect guy and then he's going to be the one that's going to give you pleasure. And I'd always seek out if I was feeling horned up, okay, I have to go hook up with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then most of the time you don't have game or they don't want to hook up with you back or whatever. Oh my God, you're gorgeous. I'm sure everyone wants to hook up with you. No, but, but like if (laughs) I hate myself and no, um, if, for whatever reason, you don't end up with somebody instead of knowing, Ooh, I have the power of, I can make myself happy alone. Mm-hmm. You just go home and be sad and feel rejected. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. And then that's not better for the next time you go out looking for love. It probably, then it starts compounding. Exactly. And then it's like, you don't even want to try. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do when I'm feeling down or I need a little pick me up is to do a little online shopping. But now I never pay full price anymore because I discovered Poshmark. You can shop from millions of closets across America and you're saving so much money by not buying things new. And you can get some incredible deals on designer items, jeans, shoes. I just got a gorgeous designer scarf for my New Year's trip at like 70% off the normal price. It came quickly. It looked brand new. It's amazing. Just download the free Poshmark app. Poshmark carries women, kids, men's. They have tons of brands to choose from like Nike, Louis Vuitton, J Brand, Rag & Bone, Diane Von Furstenberg, everything. It's really the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. I'm even selling some things on there right now. My closet, if you guys want to check it out, is called Closet of Rachel. That's spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L, Closet of Rachel. And it's really, the shipping is super easy. They make it super fast. And you can make the seller an offer. So you might not even end up paying the price that's on there, depending on if the seller is willing to negotiate. And listeners of Be Here for a While can get $5 off their first purchase if you just enter the invite code Be Here when you sign up. That's $5 off your first purchase if you enter the invite code BE HERE when you sign up. Guys, it's really the best way to update your wardrobe, get some fun new pieces, and maybe sell some stuff and make some extra money. Did you um, meet your boyfriend through, because you said he was your friend first. Was it yeah. kind of an easy meetup that way? We, so I, it's a funny story. I had not started stand-up. I was obsessed with this other stand-up who I had seen when I was dating my ex. Mm -hmm. And I vowed the second that we break up, I'm going to hook up with this comic. Surprising that relationship didn't work out. Right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I broke up with him. I knew, like, we were literally sitting in a comedy show. I saw this other comic and I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. 
the second we break up, like you're the one. Yeah. And my friend, I think you know, you know Julio Gallerati? I think so. He's a comic in the city. Okay. And he had been hosting this show for a long time, and the other comic was on the lineup. And I was like, Julio, can I get tickets? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh yeah, definitely. Like I'll comp you. And I was like, Oh how cool. And now I'm like, I can comp people, and that's not even a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I went. And that comic never showed up, mm-hmm. but my boyfriend was hosting. Oh, your my, boyfriend's a comic. And I was, yep. And I was like. That's why you don't post with him. Yeah. You don't want people to know because you don't want. Yeah. And he's a disaster. No. <laughs> You're right. No, he's great. Um, I actually just posted a documentary about him. It's only 10 minutes long. That's but cool. It's about how he trolled Facebook for a week, pretending he was a flat earther. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. And people really believed it, too. And I started getting messages. I love that kind of commitment to a bit. It was No, but I had to start posting about it because people were texting me being like, are you okay? Like, how do you feel that Ben's a flat earther? <laughs> what's, what's his last name? DeMarco. DeMarco. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. People Like, I had a friend whose dad had just died, and she reached out to be like, how are you handling this? Yeah, because it's it would be it would be really embarrassing if you it would be earth shattering. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, there would people would start thinking there was something wrong with you. But I did. did. I dated somebody who didn't believe in evolution, and I didn't find out until like two years into dating. Hmm. Isn't that wild? A little wild. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it was around that time I told him I wasn't having orgasms. We both were upset that day. Oh, so oh, this is a question. (laughs) Did you fake them for years? No. Oh no. But two years in, you didn't. He didn't know. He That's just the thing is ask? nobody's asking. Like, and I may, or maybe it's just the people that like I've been with like don't care. That's wait. Or that's they, very strange to me. Or they think that they just they're doing a good job. Like, because like, I'm two not like years. silent. I'm not not having a good time. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's great. In two years, he never asked. No. What? Yeah, that's so weird to me. Yeah, that is weird. Was he kind of a jerk? Yeah. That's. Sorry, I'm like mind blown right now by the thought of like the level of selfishness you'd have to have to not even be curious and or narcissism to just believe be like, but she's probably but loving it. That's the thing is he is a bit of a that is shocking. Socio narce. Did your current boyfriend? Did he know? He was clued in. Like I told him, I think only like six months in or something Mm -hmm. like that. So he knew. Um. But I always like to say, like, I, I have to, besides the fact that, yeah, my ex was kind of a dick and, mm-hmm. like, definitely should have asked before, the onus should be on the girl. Like, there's a lot of this, like, oh, my God, like, like when the podcast came out, oh, Ben sucks at sex because mm-hmm. I know that you guys are dating, so it must be Ben's problem. And I'm like, mm, but how long has Remy lived with her own body? Yeah. Like, it's been 28 years and I haven't cracked the code. How am I supposed to expect some other guy to come in and be like, oh, I have the directions to your plumbing? Like, yeah. That's Absolutely insane. Not. I think that that's just a fantasy that, like, uh, it's like that whole, like, you complete me thing. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. That yeah. you're setting yourself up for disaster. It would be nice, I guess. No, I don't like that but thought. Yeah. I don't like the thought of, like, someone that you weren't a whole person until you had this boyfriend or got married or whatever. And now, like, no, you're a whole person. And this mm-hmm. person is a compliment to your life. Have you ever read the book The Missing Piece? Mm-mm. It's a children's book. Um, but it's essentially this little piece that looks like Pac-Man and he's rolling along the whole time and he's looking for his missing piece because he wants to be completed and he's trying to fit all these little triangles into his mouth. Yeah. And then eventually he finds his piece and they're rolling along for a while and they're like, this is kind of boring. 
<laughs> really? Like, let's just part ways. That's cute. Yeah, that's a story that we grew up hearing. That's I think really that's, weird. <laughs> I actually think that's like a really good way to raise your kids is to get them to think like that. Yeah, it's like it, it's not like it's nice to want someone versus needing them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're nice. You add a bonus to my life, but I don't need. I don't need you here. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I do appreciate your It's presence. a depressing way to live because then when that person's not there or yeah. something happens, then you then you would have to completely start over. What do you or do? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I think it's a very depressing. I, my listeners, I encourage you not to think that you need someone. Don't seek fulfillment in another person. Absolutely seek it not. in a sex toy. Yeah, or seek it in trying to desperately have a, the career of your dreams like Rachel does. Yeah, go Rachel. Yeah, which is not good. Don't seek it in that. That's depressing. But you always look like, I feel like you're enjoying. Oh, yeah. Like I you're love doing what a I, good job. I love what I do. Yeah. But sometimes my brain doesn't know how to not I know. Tell, like, I don't know. I legitimately do not know how to relax. I don't know how. I don't, I, like. You don't smoke weed? No. Mm. I, I mean, I drink, but I don't even drink that much anymore. Um, I feel like you guys are a bit, or like the Vanderpump-ish squad and adjacent people. Uh-huh. You love wine during the day. Um. Is that just a sh- thing for the show? Uh. When I first started hanging out with, well, I made friends with uh, uh, Kristen and I, uh, for forever, but I didn't hang out with her for a couple of years. Um, when I first started hanging out with her again, that was what they did. And it, it was kind of for filming, but then I think it be, so I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. And then I did it for a little bit. No, I don't now. Um, because I realized like that. It's not normal. And I'm personally not getting paid to drink wine during the day. They're getting paid to drink wine right, during the day. Right, right, right. So for me, it's just a w- really There's bad use of my time. Yeah. For yeah. me, it just looks like I would have a drinking problem. Yeah. There. So no, I don't. Yeah. Um, unless maybe I'm like on vacation in Paris or whatever. Yeah. Like oh, definitely. In a specific, but I no. wish I could drink ever. Like Charlotte has put me on no drinking like since like two years ago or something you've been I drinking thro- two years i throw well i i do like because it's i'm not in like recovery or Just anything shocked i was i was like what yeah no i'll i'll do it sometimes if it's a massive occasion but charlotte mm-hmm. said to me a few years ago she goes you ever notice that every time you drink you throw up and i was like oh yeah i do kind of yeah and she's like even when you're not drinking a lot like two glasses of wine i'll throw up which Maybe is you're allergic to it that's what we think yeah you probably are yeah i wouldn't want to do any so I don't have a reaction really to drinking at all. I don't get hung over. I yeah. don't get drunk easily. So for me, it's like an easy thing. But yeah. uh, if I threw up every time I drank, I don't, don't think I would drink. No, but I no just way. thought it was this thing. I that think, like well, that's why I don't smoke. I don't have a good reaction to smoking. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the feeling of like being like not really in control. A my whole person. Yeah, I just don't. I don't like it at all. So I don't. But do the it. way that you were like, oh, I. So it seemed normal. Like I most of my friends if they're not working will drink during the day and like that's what it was really like okay so yeah. it's not just the Vanderpump people no 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 not at all I was just saying like it's sim- and I used to want to be like ooh, I'll do that because that's normal that's what yeah. everyone's doing but like there is no normal when it comes to masturbating and it comes to substances yeah like, it's whatever works for your body yeah and I guess that works for some people but I don't know at the end of the day like it gets a little old for me like I just mm. don't I don't I don't know I don't want to sit in the same bar or the same I don't know I just it gets old I love to smoke all day yeah well that's good it's the best probably makes you relieves anxiety um we're gonna wrap it up but I want to ask you a few questions before we do uh 
number one advice for my listeners if they are struggling with the same thing that you struggled with for 28 years? I would say first, take the pressure off. Like, try not to make it your goal. I know that it is your goal, but try just to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I used to be thinking about, like, oh, my God, I'm never going to come. Now it's like, ah, this person's touching me this way or I'm touching me this way. Like, think Mm -hmm. about more in the moment, like, what's going on. Also, listen to my podcast. Follow those assignments. That's great. Um, A lot of people have had their first orgasms. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. See you do stand up, listen to your podcast. Ooh, you can find me everywhere at Remy Casimir, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, same platforms, How Come Podcast. And I also have a new, I, you know how I said that my listeners write in and mm-hmm. they tell me shows to watch? I became obsessed with this reality show called Love Island. It's British. And now I have a new podcast called We Really Love Island. And so you can find those on all those platforms, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.